You are now tuned in to I Am with Kirk Ray Smith. What you see is what you get. I keep it a buck. Keep it 100 any day. That's a must. I am who I am. Make no apologies about it. I'm real. You ain't never got to doubt it. What you see is what you get. I keep it a buck. Keep it 100 any day. That's a must. I am who I am. Make no apologies about it. I'm real. You ain't never got to doubt it. Can't worry about the hate. They ain't up for debate. Cause I love myself too much to be fake. I will represent the truth until I'm blue in the face. Got my eyes on the prize, trying to keep up the pace. Got a lot on my mind, trying to let it be known. I like to shoot it straight, a word that I own. But I don't empty a clip, instead I empty my dome. If we wanna see change, then it starts in the home. Cause what you see is what you get. I keep it a buck, keep it 100 any day. That's a must. I am who I am. Make no apologies about it. I'm real, you ain't never gotta doubt it. What you see is what you get. I keep it a buck, keep it 100 any day. That's a must. I am who I am. Make no apologies about it. I'm real, you ain't never gotta doubt it. Everybody, it's your boy Kirk Ray Smith. Y'all know what it is. Welcome to the I Am with Kirk Ray Smith podcast. I am excited to be joining you again, um, and uh, really excited about uh, the listenership uh, gradually growing. Um, there's, I don't know, probably I don't know if there's billions of podcasts, but I know there's quite a bit out there. So there's lots of options, which I think is great uh, for people to get a chance to just uh, kick back and and listen uh, to what. Uh, it is that folks have to say, and you can find all types of interesting topics uh, across all podcast platforms. And as you know, we are available on just about every podcast platform to include Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. So uh, we're all over the place. We're probably on maybe at least 20 different podcast platforms. So you should be able to find us relatively easily. Uh, and really, the way it works for us and the way a podcast is successful. Uh, is really, you know, by getting the word out, you know, um, let people know uh, that the podcast exists, you know, getting as many people as possible to follow uh, the podcast. Um, that helps. Uh, and obviously, again, just listen uh, to the podcast. And the cool thing is you can fast forward, rewind, and you can stop or begin wherever you choose. Uh, but, you know, uh, it really works. And so for us, we know it's a, a gradual process. We're patient. Uh, you know, we're starting to get a little bit of interest from advertisers and that's that's all good and, and really excited about that and you know it's interesting because we live in a time where everyone you know feels like uh they need to be a celebrity man they just want the the fame and recognition and they want to be on you know blasted across the, the screen and, and be superstars and not so what i am with kirk ray smith you know that is not our goal at all uh, with this podcast it's designed to discuss uh fun serious, uh, cool, uh, even uh, funny 
uh, topics and, and, and really be a show that's that's balanced, you know. Um, and, and again, nothing's taboo when it comes to subject matter uh, on the I Am uh, with Kirk Ray Smith uh, podcast. And I'm excited that I'll be joined by my co-host. Uh, I think we're maybe an episode or two away from uh, Janita Lewis joining us to, to jump on there. And she has a, a lot to say and a lot to share. And I really just, uh, uh, you know, I think you guys really enjoy her got a bunch of uh, guests lined up and some, some celebrity guests uh, lined up and just really excited about the directionality uh, of our podcast and again you know you'll be able to stream it also visually uh, on our youtube channel at i am uh, kirk ray smith also uh ig um watch um and of course uh you know all the links to be available uh you know on facebook and that type of thing so the first few shows or so they're not visual uh, but we will uh, be there uh, soon uh, but in the meantime you can again you can always get us right here wherever you're listening from uh, we are available and to bring that insight and good subject matter I think this uh, worth some some conversation you know that's always my goal uh, is to try to, to at the very least uh, start conversation around important topics um, and this today's podcast is no exception this is actually part two of a two-part uh, podcast uh, topic that we talked about. And, the, and part one was uh, No Groceries uh, from the Church, and this is uh, No Groceries from the Church, part two, a final part, uh, two parts. Um, and, you know, uh, been getting uh, some feedback uh, from um, part one. Uh, and, you know, good stuff, you know, questions, and I'm always okay with that. And, and let, me, let me, you know, repeat once again that, you know, I have no... Uh, interest uh, or desire, uh, no appetite to, you know, be anti-church, so to speak, or anti-Christian, or, you know, I'm not here to, to battle any kind of organized religion or religious group, uh, but what I am here is to share facts and, you know, uh, things that I observe over the years, and, um, and, you know, some of it is opinion, you know, um, and, and so, you know, opinions are opinions. And you can take that for whatever it's uh, it's worth. Uh, so before we get into part two of No Groceries from the Church, uh, let me do a couple quick uh, announcements, uh, advertisements. So if you are in need of, of any type of uh, consulting services, um, whether it be a small business, it could be a nonprofit, um, you know, upstart, um, if you're looking for, you know, a public speaker, the keynote speaker, or speakers uh, for your events. Um, if you're looking for, you know, uh, uh, insurance, you know, like voluntary benefits such as life insurance, right? Uh, whether it's term or a whole life. Um, if you're looking for some kind of secondary dental coverage or, or um, you know, vision uh, coverage. Um, if you're looking for an annuity, some kind of investments that you're interested in, um, there's a number of services available. And even we even provide uh, personal uh, training as well as uh, fitness coaching um, through Kirk Smith Unlimited. You know, Kirk Smith Unlimited is just that it's unlimited uh, in terms of services that we try to provide to make you uh, unlimited in your life uh, personally or your family or your business. Uh, and, and you can uh, contact us at uh, Kirk Smith Unlimited. Uh, at gmail.com uh, uh, you can always shoot us an email you can find us on uh, Facebook our Facebook page uh, at, at Kirksmith Unlimited and Associates and 
Um, you can always reach us at 727-383-1870 uh, for information on how uh, we might be able to help you become unlimited. So we're always there. We've been uh, uh, doing this uh, for almost 20 years and, and we continue to grow uh, in our services. Um, and so wherever you are, wherever you may be in the country, in the United States, we may be able to help because we work with a number of uh, uh, providers uh, for some of those services that I mentioned, and also if you're if you're looking for some some cool clothes, man, some you know t-shirts, and tank tops, and just really casual uh, stuff, high quality, um, you can always uh, check us out at One Apparel. Uh, One Apparel, that's that lifestyle apparel, um, and our website is One O N E hyphen Apparel A P P A R E L dot equal ecwid dot com and you can find uh so many different uh items there and again mostly you know t-shirts and that type of thing but casual stuff uh pretty inexpensive but high quality um so one is a vibe a belief a mindset and a lifestyle so one apparel check us out and support the brand so with that let's get to it so no groceries from the church part two so i talked about you know if you didn't catch the first part one i advise you to do so uh but i talked about um you know in the um in part one you know basically i told a story about uh you know it happened with me years ago uh it was a church uh, that i was very much involved in uh and let me say this i am not a christian i am a believer uh, I am a believer, not a Christian. That means I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in God. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in God's power. I believe in his mercy. I believe in his grace. I believe in his love. I believe in his patience. I believe in all of that about God. Uh, but I am not a religious person by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I am very much a believer, which is, in my mind, far better than being religious. So anyway, I will continue. So I told a story. It was a church I was very much involved in. Um, they, uh, I mean, I was committed to this church. I mean, I did a lot for this church. Trust me. I'm sure I always did more, but I did a lot. And I got into a situation where we had ran out of money. You know, we'd been very faithful, giving offerings and paying tithe, which is 10%, right, of your income as they required uh, us to do. And, and I felt like I was being obedient to God and doing everything I was supposed to do. Uh, and you know, did that, man, and, and got into a situation where, you know, we basically ran out of money. We were poor. You know, I had two small children at the time. I have three sons at the time. They're all adults, but they were, one was an infant, the other was a toddler. So uh, we really couldn't um, afford to pay for anything. And, um, you know, we ran out of money. We had given all our money to the church and we needed, couldn't buy groceries. And so I went to the church and I went to, with every intent on asking for prayer and prayer only. Of course, I was met immediately by the number two guy who said, we can't do anything for you financially. So basically, Kirk, you are on your own. It does not matter how much you did or done for this church. We can't help you without me ever even asking them to do the same. And they are, uh, yeah, they offered me prayer. And that was pretty much it. And uh, ultimately, we ended up getting some one of the guys in the church had more of a food bank and they had uh, helped us out. But I was, I told that story to sort of set up the, the series um, and the topic that, you know, and, I, and when I say this, I'm not saying that, 
there are no good churches. There aren't churches out there who are helping people who are doing things for folks and, and all that. There are parts there. I'm sure there are some excellent uh, ministries out there doing great work. It's no question. But, you know, <laughs> the reality is, is that a lot of churches and church structures and so-called people of God and all of this are really have no interest in your well-being, really have no interest in uh, making sure you have what you need. Uh, their interest is using you. And for a long time, uh, still going on today, that you have many men and women that are in these churches and in these leadership positions and anointed and powerful and all this stuff. And of course, I'm putting up air quotes. Um, who are uh, misleading people and I think uh, setting people up for failure through fear. You know, their their whole tactic is fear. You know, if you if you don't do uh, what they say, uh, then you're somehow disobeying God. If you don't follow their directives, God is upset with you when you're going to suffer and be cursed for it and all this other stuff. And, and they teach all of this stuff. And, and so you have a bunch of people, and I hate to say naive, but in many cases they are naive, uh, and just allow themselves to be led by these people who have no real interest in them at the end of the day. And see, for me, um, I believe that God is interested in us having a relationship with him directly. I think he's more interested in that than us following some kind of hierarchy, some kind of man-made hierarchy. And of course, you know, you guys know, and again, this isn't a religious podcast. I'm not trying to proselytize or convert anybody. I'm just giving you some, some things that I know, some facts. But you may, you know, the history that, um, you know, this whole, the Bible and, and everything else in Christianity was, was used as the backdrop and quite frankly, the rationale behind you know, enslaving, you know, Africans, right? In this country, and across the Western, you know, hemisphere, across Western civilization, I should say, you know, started in Europe and was carried on here, um, that somehow, you know, that God was okay. Uh, he endorsed, accepted, uh, was behind a part of uh, this uh, belief that, you know, people, black people from Africa were supposed to be oppressed and, subservient and less than, than our white counterparts. That's just a reality, and that's proven throughout history. Um, and quite frankly, that same same Bible, same, um, you know, teaching, mentality, and approach has been used to oppress people for years. And beyond just slavery, you had a, a number of black churches who adopted, adopted a lot of those beliefs, not necessarily as related to being slaves, but to oppress and control people and rule them by fear, to scare them into obedience to man. And I do not believe that that was ever God's intent uh, for us to, to live our lives afraid of what, you know, he might do to us because we dishonored a person or whatever, or some group or hierarchy or structure. And that's kind of how it went. So then you got to think about all the years, all the times that people have, um, just think about it. If you've ever been involved with church for any extended period of time and you see how much in churches mental health is an issue, people are struggling, they're, they're stressed out, uh, they make a mistake, they feel horrible, they're hard on themselves, they hate themselves, you know, all this other stuff. Uh, do you know that as human beings, there 
there's absolutely no way that any of us can be perfect as humans because we are just uh, fallible. Uh, we are uh, reckless. Um, we are, uh, you know, we're just not perfect. And we make mistakes and we're going to make mistakes as part of the human experience. That is absolutely a fair expectation for all human beings walking this planet that there's no way we're going to live this life mistake-free. We're not going to live this life without weaknesses, proclivities, right? That's part of the human experience. So that's never the question. The question is how do we manage those things? And, you know, uh, is God really the type of God that's ready to, to put his foot down and put the hammer down and punish us and hurt us uh, because we're weak? Well, we didn't create ourselves. He did. And you're going to have a hard time convincing me uh, that God somehow created people just to destroy us. You know, that he created me, he created you uh, just to go to hell because we failed to meet some expectations. You know, again, and that can be a whole conversation, but the bottom line is, is that you have a lot of people who wrestle and they fight and they have battles they don't need to have. You know, you don't have to fight the fact that you have issues and you got to work on it. Don't deny that. Don't live in denial, right? You can work through them and you can get better, right? We can all improve as human beings. You have um, people who use their power to take advantage of people. The fact that, you know, I'm, I'm this, uh, you know, big time you know, preacher or pastor or whatever it is that I am. So I, I'm going to use my power to, to take advantage of people, man. So whether that's to meet my, my sexual needs, financial needs, or just my, my narcissistic uh, you know, tendency to dominate and be in control all the time and never wrong. Well, you know, a, a church, I guess, is a great pay, place to appeal to those, right? For those to for those things to be appeased and met. And, and many people have, have done this for years and years and years. These are facts. I'm not making it up. Uh, you literally have people who are, 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 are uh, you know, like this whole thing. I don't know if you, you guys remember. So, you know, COVID-19 in, in the early stages, and you saw a bunch of videos of all these uh, big time, so-called big time preachers. And, and, you know, I think one of them, I think it's Copeland or somebody. He's on TV talking about he's a preacher talking about he's going to blow away COVID. So he gets on the microphone, I blow away COVID in the name of Jesus. He blew his breath and somehow COVID was supposed to go away. Well, it got worse. Um, and, and and these people disappeared. You know, that, that's kind of, you know, and a lot of that sensationalism is a gamble. So what they do is they'll they'll say it's from God, hoping it, it works. And if, if if what they say happens, comes to fruition, then the desire and the, the the hope of being powerful and looked at as some kind of extension of God or some type of deity type person they'll take they'll risk everything to be elevated that way and then when they're wrong it's like crickets they go away and and that's just how it how it goes and it's unfortunate but that's kind of how a lot of these these folks uh, conduct their business but I guess what I'm saying not to you know just be labored point or go on and on that you have to ask these questions and you know are most of these churches or these groups are they really set up to benefit the people are they really designed to, to benefit people or or are they designed to benefit a select few an elite group and it doesn't matter the size of your church you can have a I think most churches the average size of a church in America is probably 150 people if that 
And, you know, it doesn't matter the size, you can still have this mentality, this elitist thing where, you know, it's only a select group of, of, of members of that church that are going to do well. And the rest of them are going to be sort of like below that, you know, like put classes based on their financial wherewithal or whatever their status, uh, uh, eloquency in terms of they're able to, to speak, you know, to, to verbalize or, or speeches, whatever, you know, talent as it relates to ability to play instruments or, you know, who has the best voices or like, so a lot of this stuff really isn't set up um, to benefit the people. A lot of it is to appeal to egos and lust uh, for power and control and fame and recognition and all this other stuff. Uh, it's really not, not a whole lot of interest, in, at least what I've witnessed, uh, in uh, the people. And you make these men and women that have these positions, you elevate them as if they're some type of, you know, gods or something. And it's wrong. And so for, for a person to challenge that and question that doesn't mean they're from the devil, doesn't mean that they're going to hell, doesn't mean that they're possessed and somehow they hate God because they question these structures and the way a lot of this stuff is set up, man. And that's really what my point about all of this is that you don't have to sit back and take it. So now I talked about the fact that people struggle, you know, with mental health issues. You have people who have incredible struggles financially as a part of these churches because the churches refuse to help them and or these people are given 10% of their income to the church when that's really, in my, my belief, is not really a, any kind of mandate from God to do that. And we talked about that uh, at nauseum during the first and part one. But, you know, why not take that and invest some of it? You know, why not uh, use that to try to benefit your family, you know, now and moving forward? You know, um, so anyway, so now let me let me let me kind of turn a little bit here. Let me kind of take that perpendicular turn. So with all that being said, it, it leads me to, you know, how important it is and how critical I think it is for us as individuals. And this is probably going to be a topic in, in future podcasts, the very near future. But I want to, I want to, I want to really talk about this a little bit because I think it's important. I think this whole uh, thought about you know going to to churches and, and looking for these spiritual and religious groups to help you, right? I think this is, I think, a good sort of transition or or segue. I think into this next topic or, or, or course of the conversation. So I think it's important for um, all of us as individuals that we have to get to a place or a point where we understand our individual value, man. That we have to get to a point where we recognize our individual value to this world. That we all have a purpose. We all have value. We all have abilities. We all have skill. Like we all have something to offer. And it's not um, something that we can find in other people or look for in external places, externally. That this is something that has to come from within. 
This is something that has to be born within us and recognize your value as a person on this earth and that learning how to love who you are, learning how to appreciate who you are, learning how to embrace who you are has nothing to do with pedigree or financial status. Has nothing to do with that. For me, I recognize that my value as a person is absolutely predicated on how I'm positioned with God, me and God, and not how I'm positioned with other people, groups, um, who loves me, who hates me, uh, who wants me, who wants me gone, who loves me again, you know, who, who supports me, who has my back. Or No, no. That the problem that I think a lot of times we have is we put way too much weight and too much value on how other people see us and what they think of us and we put too much weight on that because whenever we feel that people don't see us uh, the way we think we should be seen they don't value us they don't think we're important they don't think that we're amazing or whatever it is that we're too fat too skinny too dark too light too tall too pale whatever it is too poor then we immediately go back and we beat up on ourselves or we try to do all these incredibly impossible things to please them or to make them happy with who we are and I'm telling you folks it is a mistake you are wasting your time do you understand that you are trying to hit a target that is always moving. You are trying to fill a glass or a cup with pinholes in it. It will never be full. You'll never satisfy people enough. You'll never do enough to make everybody happy and to embrace you and love you. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen with a spouse. It's not going to happen with a long-term relationship. It's not going to happen with friends. It's not going to happen with siblings. It's not going to happen with children. It's not going to happen with extended family. It's not going to happen with co-workers, associates, whomever. It is not going to happen with those people. You have to find that within yourself. You have, and if more of us did this, then we uh, uh, minimize, right, the chances of mitigate the chances of churches or any other group taking advantage of us because I don't need a preacher or whomever to tell me my worth I don't need to read a book watch a TV program or anything for me to recognize my value I'm not waiting on someone to tell me uh, that I'm loved I know I'm loved. I'm convinced that I'm loved and I'm not waiting for you to tell me. Now, if a person says they love you, great. If people want to get behind and support you, great. People can enhance, add to, even make it a little better. But at our core, we have to value ourselves internally, love ourselves internally recognize your value internally it cannot be predicated on external things it cannot be predicated on money it cannot 
be predicated on the number of friends or audiences or fame or whatever. No, no, because none of those things can really give. Number one, it's not sustainable. And when you put all of your energy and your hopes and dreams into an individual or individuals, they're going to let you down every single time. They are going to fail you because they are human. They, we are not designed. We are not built to be responsible or to be in control of the happiness and the survival of other humans, other than our children when they're young, right? You, as a parent, yeah, you're responsible for that. You're responsible. I get that. But uh, as a whole, you, we are not responsible for other human beings. We don't control them. And, and so what you got to do and what we all have to do and I'm still working on it is we have to learn how to take the power our power back from people and from stuff and activities and how busy you are that we got to take our power back and we have to take ownership You listen do you understand that we all play a significant role in our individual destinies that there is a role for us to play. And I heard a wise man once say, there's two days we can do nothing about. Yesterday and tomorrow. Yesterday has already happened, tomorrow's not here yet. But we can certainly take control over now, right now. So take control. Take control over your happiness, your joy, your love, your peace. Take ownership of it. And you figure out ways to get there. You figure out ways to get to that, that point where you have that and so now you become less dependent on churches religious groups or any other group fraternities sororities whatever you're involved in you become less dependent on those sources as it were to provide you with those things so if you engage with those sources then you only engage with them to the extent that they can enhance or add to where you already are. But if they went away, that doesn't change. So people, they come and they go, man. They come and they go. Do you know how many unhappy people are, how many people are in marriages and they're sad, they're unhappy? You know how many people are in relationships that they're sad, they're unhappy? You know how many people who are on jobs and career fields, they're sad and unhappy? Um, you know, when you, you ever just look at people when you, you know, your way into work, wherever in the morning, wherever you're going and you look at people and they, they look unhappy, they look sad, they look dissatisfied, they, they look broken, they, they're not excited about uh, where they are at all. And why is that? Why are they not excited? Why are they not happy about where they are in their situation? What is it that's causing them to be so uh, frustrated and so unhappy about their, their current situation? Right, because people are unfulfilled, and you're and you're uh, and too many of us are waiting on somebody else or another source to give us that fulfillment or to make us whole. And I'm gonna tell you again that that is something that is worse than a dimin diminishing return. There's no ROI on that. There's no return on investment. You it will fail every time. But what about if you invest in yourself? What about if you went on this this journey to the, of self discovery? And you discovered who you were and you learned how to, to get to him or her and, and make him or her happy. What about that? What about learning the joy of your existence and the beauty 
of your existence and how powerful and how amazing you truly are. How powerful and how amazing God has truly made you. And he's made us, I'm telling you, although, listen, humans are social. We are meant to be around other humans. But he also made us self-contained. He also put enough in us where we can rely more on ourselves. That's right. More on ourselves than other people. And our bodies are a microcosm of that reality. Our bodies, do you know our body can heal itself? Our body's designed to heal itself. Our bodies respond and adjust to environments. You know, so if you're in colder uh, climates, you know, your blood would adjust to that. So you can become more comfortable with that. If you're in warmer climates, your, your blood will adjust to that. So you can be more comfortable in that environment. Like your body literally, uh, for example, if, you, if you're into, like for me, you know, I've been, you know, into uh, personal fitness and, and working out for many, many years, probably since uh, my uh, uh, early, mid-30s, really into that. Um, again, I'm not some fitness guru or some health nut, so to speak. But I understand the human body, the anatomy, human anatomy. And one of the things you learn, and I am also a certified personal trainer and fitness coach. And one of the things you learn in school when you're being trained in that area is, you know, if you're lifting weights, for example, and say you're doing some arm curl or something, right? A preacher's curl, you're doing curl, you know, curls. And you're lifting this weight that's a little heavy for you. Well, don't you know that your muscles, what they actually do? When you lift something that's causing you a little bit of strain and you're trying to, you know, figure out how to how to manage that. Did you know that your muscles actually get bigger in preparation for the next time you do that? So they can be strong enough to facilitate the weight that you're lifting. Do you know that's how the body works? Every muscle in your body, that's how it works. That the muscles, anytime you shock them with something, then it hurts. You know, but what happens is your muscles prepare themselves for the next time you do it. Literally, that's what happens. I mean, that's incredible. So, I know that's an example about muscle, but again, God designed us to be able to make it on our own should we have to. He designed us to not be dependent on external things for our, our peace, our happiness, joy, and acceptance. He designed us to, to, to recognize the beauty that's on the inside of us, man. The inside of you and the inside of me. That's how he built us, for us to find it within and not with, without, not externally. And once you discover that, once we get to that point where we recognize our value and the joy and the peace and the beauty of it, then we become of greater benefit to the world. We become a, a much better resource because we're stable now. We're not dependent on another person, group, or entity. We're no longer, see, there's, there's something to be said about that type of liberation. And we won't be as naive and nor would it be as easy for us to get, you know, drawn into tricked or hoodwinked into things that at the end of the day won't work to our benefit it's going to be it's going to work to our detriment and i think when you surround yourself with people who are self-contained 
when you surround yourself with people who are more secure about who they are, who are self-aware, because really that's what it comes down to, self-awareness. If you're self-aware of who you are and what you're about, and you know uh, what your abilities are, your limits, proclivities, weaknesses, right, strengths, talents, uh, all these things, when you recognize that, when you surround yourself with people like that, that's a, to me, that's a better environment. That's a better community. Because a lot of times what you see happening is you see a bunch of hurt people hurting other people. And you see a bunch of people who are afraid, who are scared. And when you're afraid and you're, when you're, and you're scared, you make mistakes. You, you do wrong things all the time because you're scared. So you react like someone that's afraid. But it's, it's something about being self-aware. It's something about that liberation that frees us from living in fear. Living uh, uh, insecure lives, all those things, man, you can, you can break those bonds. You can, you know, those, those shackles that often hold us back from realizing our dreams or taking risks or, you know, trying to be more than we are, you know, that's what happens. So how, again, a lot of these churches have been successful at taking people's money and time and blood, sweat and tears is they've been able to rule with fear and people have done a lot of things because they are afraid to disappoint, um, their leaders or whomever's asking them to do something and effectively, you know, disappoint God and thinking if I disappoint God, then I'm going to lose, I'm going to fall out of his favor and, and somehow he's going to punish me uh, because I've, I failed to do, you know, this thing or that thing. And, and that's what happens. And, you know, so you can avoid a lot of that by finding that. So that would be my challenge. You know, that'll be my challenge, you know, as I get close to wrapping up, you know, part two. Uh, of this and this, you know, and this topic for now is, you know, that that's how you, I think, find a way to protect yourself and not be deceived and misled. And again, by no means, listen, I have not perfected any of this. Okay. So I'm trying, you know, I'm working on the craft, my craft, my, the science and the art of, of self-love, which we'll get into again in subsequent podcasts. I'm working on that. So I'm still a work in progress. Um, but I think we'd be a lot better off if we understood some of these things that I, I just shared and we, and we become less likely to fall victim to the, these tricks, man. And, and not even just with churches, anything. I mean, people are, there's some cruel people in this world, man. Uh, some very, very cruel people who uh, really don't care about you, about me. Uh, they can present well and speak as if they do, but the reality is, is that you know, too many people in this world uh, only have interest in, in using you, man, using us, and, uh, and seeing what they can get out of us. Um, you know, and you, you ever notice at any point in your life, say you were very popular, maybe popular now, but I've been around popular people, and everybody wants to hang around you, be friends with you, and all this other stuff, and be in your presence or whatever. And a lot of times uh, they're less interested in you and more interested in what they think they can gain from being in your life. In other words, they're more interested in what they, they believe you to represent. So that fame for them is that, you know, money, friends or whatever they think they can gain popularity. They're not really interested in you. They're interested in what you represent. 
and as soon as you no longer represent uh, what it is that they thought they could get from you or have gotten from you, then they lose interest in you. And so that's just a reality that a lot of us, we use people for what we think we can get from them or a benefit from being associated with them. And once that benefit is gone, so are we. So my thing is, I'm not trying to prevent that. That's what people, that's how people are. But what I do uh, understand going into any situation that this is probably what's happening here. These people aren't really interested in Kirk Ray Smith. They don't really love Kirk Ray Smith. And that's okay. Because I don't need them to love me. I love myself. Um, I don't need them to be loyal. I'm loyal to me. God is loyal to me. Um, God understands me. God has my back. I'm good. I'm not looking uh, for you to be a lifelong friend. I'm good. And lastly, and lastly, listen, the only thing I believe that there's no escape from, right? There's no end to it. It's being a parent. It's permanent. If you have children, you bring kids into this world, you're a parent. All right? That's a fact. Everything else can end. Marriages, jobs, relationships, whatever. They can end. They are. They do not have to be forever. Uh, outside of being a parent, man, I mean, everything else can have an end date. And just because it ends doesn't mean it's over for you. That's just over for that particular phase in your life. Um, you know, so if, if you feel you're in the wrong place in life, then, you know, make those changes and move forward and do what it is you need to do. So with that, we are going to wrap up this episode of the uh, pod, uh, I Am with Kirk Ray Smith podcast. This was part two of No Groceries from the Church. Uh, you can uh, check us out wherever uh, you find a podcast. Again, we're probably on 20, maybe 30 different um, podcast providers, and that number is growing. Uh, I really encourage you to, wherever you listen uh, to podcasts, find us, rate us, you know, give us those five stars, you know, whatever you can do, follow us. Uh, because the more followers, the more subscribers I get to the podcast, and obviously the, the higher the ratings, um, that opens up doors uh, for advertisement. This is a 100% independent podcast. Um, so fully financed by Kirk Smith Unlimited and Associates and Kirk Smith Unlimited Business Ventures, LLC. Um, it is not carried by any 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 other sponsor or group. I mean, we we... We're independent, so we are very, very dependent on, you know, followers and subscribers because that helps us get the word out. And then ultimately, we can bring on, you know, uh, other sponsors as we go. So, again, uh, appreciate everybody listening. Spread it. Spread the word. Uh, share the podcast. Share the links. Text it to people. Whatever you got to do. Put Post it on social media. If we are friends or we're connected at all on social media, I'm Kirk Ray Smith. Uh, tag me in those posts and uh, I'll definitely show you love and appreciation. And also find the Kirk Unlimited Associates on Facebook. I am Kirk Ray Smith on Instagram and Twitter as well as YouTube. So you guys, wherever you are, wherever you may be listening, enjoy your day, your evening, your weekend, your week, whatever it is. And we will see you again. Uh, for the next podcast of I Am with Kirk Ray Smith. One.